0: Well, folks, we're back another week in the books and another podcast for your ears to snack on.
1: And I hate to let y'all know, but both Pasty and Mac have got the Corona.
0: The Corona. You can keep your virus.
1: We got Uh, the beer.
0: Yes. My name is Pasty, and this is my co-host, Bidet Man.
1: Bidet.
0: He can tickle your butthole with his tongue without you ever even knowing.
1: You'll never even know it. he's just would. out of nowhere. You don't know how many times I've already done it.
0: Ah, that's good. Good stuff. Open the fucking show with an inside joke.
1: <laughs> Enjoy.
0: Yeah.
1: Way to alienate <laughs> your fan base.
0: <laughs> what
1: the fuck is he talking about?
0: Well, I mean... We are our biggest listeners. Me me and the Mac here listen to our <laughs> podcast 3 times a week every week.
1: These and you all should try do. to
0: mimic that lifestyle.
1: <laughs> I think you should. 3 3 minimum. 3 minimum. It it helps keep you immune to the coronavirus. That you know, is FDA you, approved. If your CDC you have certified. The training.
0: Just anytime you'd have to do your Hail Mary's listen to B-Sticks podcast.
1: I'm telling you. It will save lives, folks. It
0: will change your
1: life. Listening to Beefstick Podcast is more effective to preventing coronavirus than washing hands and wearing masks.
0: And drinking bleach. I'm telling
1: you that. It's true. It's there. It's legit. Do you
0: hear about that? So just do it. People online telling people, Uh, get rid of the coronavirus if you drink bleach. I've heard of that.
1: And you and you just hope they do it. Yeah, you yeah. Just hope Anybody they do who
0: it. believes, should. Yeah, if you try. believe
1: it, I hope you do it. Don't <laughs> even look it up. Just do it. Get, get the fuck out of here! I got shit to do. I got so much shit to do. So much shit's more important than that. Pasting yeah, that one shit of the most never
0: have to make it onto the news.
1: One of sick. the most important things in the world, though, is the WWE Slammy Awards. Yes, am I right? Yes, it's Second the award show to the beefies. Yes, the awards show that we all look forward to every year, right alongside the Beefies. And uh, that brings us to this week in pro wrestling history, because on March 1st, 1986, WWF airs the first ever Slammy Awards. Yes, the faux awards show, taped the previous December, mind you, at the Baltimore Civic Center in Baltimore, Maryland, was mainly used to promote the wrestling album which was a WWF musical album, which was released back in November of the previous year. Yet, time moved a lot slower back then than it does now. Much, much slower. Where you could have an award show in March, uh, or you could air an award show in March that originally happened in December about an album that was released in November. (laughs) That's great. So, um, the winners, who were all connected to the album... So these are the winners of the very first ever Slammy Awards, folks. And if you ever wondered why they're called Slammies when they just give them to wrestlers and it's a take on the word Grammys, this is why. Because it was originally named for the actual musical album. We had Best Commentator, Mean Gene Okerlund took that prize home. Best Personality in Land of a Thousand Dances video, why, that was Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Best producer was Cindy Lauper. She earned that one for sure. Most ignominious was Nikolai Volkov. Nobody knew have what to ignominious make up words was for him. Yep. And best performer, Junkyard Dog. That's pretty great. So, Pacey and listeners at home, to put this in perspective, basically we are celebrating the anniversary of a 34-year-old event. About a three-month-old awards show being used to promote a four-month-old album.
0: That is fantastic. <laughs> and hey, folks, if you want to hear the wrestling album, it is a part of the BSP Grapple Stock playlist on Spotify. Go check that shit out. As long as well as any other music made by wrestlers over the cheap years. Cheap plug.
1: Yes. Gotta get a new cheap plug.
0: Hey, it's, a, it's expansive entertainment. That's what we're doing here. We exist. We are expansive. Yes. That's what you do after you hit thirty, right? You just expand.
1: You expand, you take lots of naps, and you eat parking lot panties.
0: Yes. Parking lot panties. Yum yum. So anyway,
1: he was like we were we were driving and I said we
0: pulled over to a convenience store and I got him a book. You know, one of these, uh,
1: you know, shitty porn books. A jacket bag. A j- and as he's driving, I'm saying, Bill, look at this, and he's go, Oh my God, what I would do with that. And that was also the the day that we came back that night, and there were panties in the in the parking lot, and we only had the lights of the truck. So Bill, look at panties. He got out of the truck and he walked over to it. He picked him up. He looked at him. He showed them to me in the light, and he just stuck them in his mouth and went. Rawr, 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 rawr. I wish her pussy was attached to this. Uh, My goodness. But yeah, that's Bill. Parking lot panties. Parking lot panties.
0: They were Yokozuna's panties.
1: Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I love the sound effects. That's the yeah. best part. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Klondike, Bill was... Uh, was a veteran of the ring c- crew of WCW NWA. He was with them for decades and decades, set up the ring, took down the ring, drove truck, set up ramps, did a little bit of everything. Uh, but one of the most uh, perverted men in the world and uh, loved a, a glass-bottom boat ride. And if you don't know what that is, folks, I, I dare say you should just look it up on Google, preferably on your work computer.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm in run, front run, of run. your kids
1: <laughs> it's family
0: friendly uh, entertainment that's what we bring to you on beastix podcast folks
1: yes yes and we got more family friendly entertainment from the likes of all elite wrestling pasty
0: yes we do as aew had debuted there might be wrestlemania pay-per-view revolution it was might not be
1: it wasn't. It's it not good. bad at all. It it's a very good, good pay per view. Yeah,
0: it's a solid watch. A couple of lackluster matches, but what card doesn't have those? New Japan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> no, this was it. Was a fun watch. I was really excited to get into it, and I enjoyed the entire time. Um,
1: so did you end up did you end up watching it uh last week right after we recorded as yes, soon too? as
0: we as soon as we got done i went and uh, got did myself you? locked in yes
1: i watched it on tuesday i believe was when i ended up watching it
0: yep uh hint hint wink wink nudge nudge i watched about six 15 minute clips before it got over and i was able to watch it in our chunks <laughs> <laughs> what what's that mean i don't know pay-per-view is weird these days
1: <laughs> it's very uh, weird very weird strange so to start out pasty we had the pre-show of course the the buy-in as they call it i believe do they still call it the buy-in
0: i think they still call it the buy-in i didn't we're gonna gonna call it catch it we're gonna call it
1: the buy-in and we had a tag match we had dr Britt baker dmd and penelope ford defeating riho and Sakazaki.
0: yes um I suppose that's the way it probably should go, seeing as Riho is just the champion, and I think the ultimate goal is to get Britt Baker on the top. Britt of the Baker,
1: mountain. yeah, they're they're pushing Although for she's
0: her. Not really worth it. She's, on a microphone, so she's me, got a
1: ways to go. She yeah. definitely has more of a ways she's to no go Adam than Adam Cole, baby. No, no, she's not. I expected her to be farther along by now, but that's that's not on her. That's on me, and it's on AEW a little bit too. They pushed her really hard when she first came in, yeah. so. I think it's a little bit on her and AEW to uh, pull back. If they push her too strong, too fast, I think it's going to hurt her.
0: I honestly, I wonder if she's holding herself back, too, so that when her contract is up, she can just be like, yeah, I'm not good enough for your program, and then go to NXT. Because that's where I've seen it going all the whole time. Not a, not, a not, not going to AEW. Not when he's Triple H. No. Front pocket jerk boy.
1: Yeah, he, he's... He's a main event fella in a main event company. Yeah, he's that's not going I anywhere. I know what you <laughs> meant.
0: <laughs> he is. He is the Triple H, what John Cena was to Vince McMahon. Just
1: yeah, I would. I would and say it, that's it right. It works because I see yeah. a lot
0: of Triple H in Adam, Adam Cole. Uh, so yeah. Um, then we had a tag match, seeing the Dark Order. Represented by Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, defeating SoCal Uncensored. I did catch this match. I wasn't really paying attention to the match because it's the Dark Order. I just wanted (laughs) to see the end, and then it never happened. Uh, Which,
1: yeah, after all this build about them, it makes uh, announcing who the Exalted one. They were
0: going to announce the Exalted one. It would have been the main card, right?
1: Yeah, but they they didn't announce this as being a pre-show match. So that's what that's what's odd.
0: I think they probably had to bump the match.
1: Well, but, but if you if you had that big reveal, why would you bump yeah. this match if you had to bump a match? Something's really wonky here with this whole thing. I don't yeah. know what went on here. Um, and even though this is on the pre-show, the whole not following through with the exalted one thing, I, I'm not going to lie, I left a, a little sour taste in my mouth for the pay-per-view as a whole.
0: Uh-huh. I mean I can't a, be mad at AEW with the president we have, you know, promises like this might be our WrestleMania <laughs> and we're gonna show you the exalted one. I mean I know
1: Houston. but what bothers me is this is um this was typical Dixie Carter TNA bullshit when she was sinking TNA. And I was a huge TNA fan and she was trying her damnedest to sink it and she'd do shit like say I got a huge announcement coming up, and then she'd announce like, "Oh, we're changing the ring skirt on the on, <laughs> on the ring or something stupid like that." Yeah. And then they'd promise, you know, certain things, and they wouldn't follow through. the The biggest one was the the main event mafia was coming back, and then it didn't come back because they didn't decide to give anybody a contract and just thought they would show up. Stupid. Mm. Um, so that's what to me scares me about this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, those are two big Dixie Carter moves. There are two moves you just want to avoid when you're building a company, and we hope that AEW learns from this.
0: Well, if Matt Hardy is the one, I think the fans are willing to wait on it a little bit
1: longer. And I would agree. I mean, we talked a little bit about it last week. I think that's the only thing.
0: If it was anybody else, this would have fucking killed the whole thing. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah.
0: Everybody expected it. Honestly, we probably didn't need it at this AEW.
1: Well, we didn't, and they didn't need to promote it. That's happening at this pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, then we had the actual main show, and we seen Jake Hager actually defeat Dustin Rhodes, which I was hoping would happen, by submission, which was surprising to me, in... Um, what I thought was a lackluster, kind of disappointing opening match, especially for an opening match. What do you say, basically? Alan
0: Guevara would have been a much better opening match for the card than Hagger Dustin. But uh, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing ever, and it was nice to see Hager in action in AEW finally. You know, right. been building it up for a long time. So for him to win by submission makes it all the more better. I think.
1: And it and it was good that he won by submission, but after a low blow, so it did keep a little bit of the the dirtiness in there. Well,
0: you got to tie in you that know. that MMA, you know, shit.
1: Too. Yeah, MMA or low blow guys, we know that. Well, no,
0: he he remember that match he won. <laughs> it was like almost yeah, strictly low blow with the
1: knee. It was exactly he got it uh thrown out yeah because of too many low blows so. <laughs> No, it was a good callback. So
0: call that's back. His gimmick. Not talking and, and low <laughs> blows is, is the Jake Hager gimmick.
1: It, it was a clunky match. Um, sometimes they seemed like it was intense, and they seemed like they were where they were going, and then it was almost like they they tripped up and fell back. Uh, the storytelling was good. Dustin Rhodes, you know, I'm going to skip over what mostly I wrote in my notes, and I'm just going to say the last thing I wrote in my notes. Hager will never be more than a mid-card talent, but Dustin definitely carried him through a decent mm. match. Yeah, so, and, and the thing you know. is,
0: Hager, Hager could have a chance in AEW with being one of the bigger guys, but now they're bringing in other bigger guys. Yeah, I don't gonna, think he he's will. not going to be able to swim with them.
1: No, he won't. He's just he's made to be a mid card guy, and that's not a bad thing. His in ring work. Um, despite his showing on this pay-per-view, which wasn't really great, is great. I mean, yeah. he has great in-ring work. He's not a talker. He's not a storyteller in the ring. He's not um, charismatic. He just doesn't – he's just missing that one thing, and that's okay. As long as we realize that's where he's going to be.
0: Yeah, and, like, I envision even if uh... – there is some kind of implosion in the inner circle. I feel like Hager is going to continue to be Jericho. Stick with security. Jericho. Yeah,
1: exactly. I would say the same thing. Whereas
0: he never has to be a front line he could, player. He
1: would be a good Curtis Hughes, and this is kind of going back to the nineties here, folks. And yes. so some of you old, younger folks might not remember, but Curtis Hughes was the big, burly bouncer who would. He was part of the NWO. Uh, he worked with Jeff Jarrett. He worked with Triple H. He worked with DX. He was just. He was mostly a bodyguard who would wrestle a match from day, time to time, but he wasn't a good wrestler. He was he could hold his own, but he wasn't a good wrestler. He couldn't talk. But, man, you threw a suit on him and a pair of shades, <laughs> and he was intimidating, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> Overall. <laughs> Ooh. Corona. Mm.
1: He's I got the said. SARS.
0: No, overall I feel like I got what I expected out of these two guys. I just wish it would have been better.
1: Wish it would have exceeded expectations. Yes. Yep. yes. Um
0: Yeah, that's where we sit. And the starting score is 1-1. Woo-hoo.
1: Yes. Then it we had
0: win. Darby Allen defeating Sammy Guevara in 5 minutes, but this match was about 3 times longer than that. It just all hell broke loose before anybody got in the ring.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Dude, um, Darby Allen launching at at uh, Guevara right off the bat was fantastic. From inside the ring and Guevara's outside the ring and just...
1: Oh, yeah, it, he just rode a skateboard down, got into the ring, and just launched right out of the ring. It was like bad. <laughs> it was awesome. But... Then he almost really fucked himself yeah. up because he yeah. went for a second suicide dive and his feet hit the ropes and uh, he pretty much landed on his head. Yeah, it was yep. not good. It was scary. I thought the match was going to be over. It wasn't really the it head wasn't. in his
0: floor. It was the head in his and ba- the barricade. I feel like was what connected. Yeah, more so. yeah he did. But even still shoving didn't your get spine hands- downward is not a good thing to do.
1: No, no. Wasn't good. Um, Guevara had one bright point in this match. Oh, at least yeah. that's my opinion, and so you mentioned bright. it. I, I thought I thought it was a six thirty. I remembered it all week, and I you didn't call even it a five twenty uh, frog splash. So yeah, uh, I thought it was at it was. least
0: six thirty because I'm like, whoa, that shit had some rotation. That,
1: that yeah, it was. Uh, it was From the top awesome. rope
0: to a table outside, it was beautiful.
1: It was very awesome, and pasty. We should let everybody know who didn't watch us. Everything we've talked about so far happened before the match started. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, match the match hasn't has... started yet. Uh-oh. <laughs> so it was cool. I loved it. I, it was great. This is what these two guys needed to bring out. Um, and it was actually pretty high impact even once the match started. It was a little, little. They kind of blew their load at the beginning, uh-huh. which could or couldn't be a bad thing. I don't know. Darby Allen scored with the coffin drop, which uh, was great. And basically, to me, this was—I guess what I would have hoped—it was a showcase for Darby Allen. I don't think Sammy Guevara sh- did much for me in this, other than mm-hmm. that—that six thirty, whatever it might have been. As a but, young um, heel, he really doesn't have to do much.
0: You know what I mean? Your I would disagree. I think the
1: heels should do more. I think I think
0: he will in time, but he's young. He's got a lot of potential and a lot of growing young. to do. And when he goes, he goes. And he's not the only one in AEW who can do that, as we'll see
1: later on. In the right. Show. And this uh, similar to to the match we just uh, talked about. Really, I think Allen made this match, and Sammy just happened to be there. I think he could have had this match with almost anybody, but I think it helped. It got Sammy on the card, and I think it doesn't doesn't hurt Sammy to lose this. Again, he's in the inner circle, so yeah. they're kind of telling a story right now. Um, with these two guys being I
0: similar it. sized and similar age, I I look forward to seeing more of their matches in the future and seeing how it can evolve.
1: I look forward to seeing more Darby Allen matches with the guys his size. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always have to be the underdog.
0: No. He's a great
1: underdog. He though. plays, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he plays a fantastic underdog. But he doesn't always have to be. So did you yeah. watch Dynamite? Uh, you asked me, and I said no.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, Jericho, said if Moxley and and Dar- Darby beat him and Guevara, he would take a six month leave of absence. Um. No. No. Not even. It was if if uh, Moxley wasn't taken out on a stretcher.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And. Uh, so they jumped Moxley before the match, and so Darby fought Jericho and, and Guevara two on one, and then eventually the whole faction got in on it. But it was it was a
1: pretty good way to go. And then, as I mentioned when we talked about this before the match, Darby Allen did the same damn suicide dive that he almost killed himself on on this pay-per-view, and it ended up taking him to the Dagum hospital. <laughs> Because Chris Jericho hit a, uh, and we'll talk about it later in the, we'll talk about it later in the yes. entry report. But nonetheless, it's like, oh my gosh, learn your lesson, son. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, he's, he's a juggalo wrestler. It's, it's very apparent. I, I've watched a couple of interviews with him. Uh, one was listen to the Chris Jericho podcast with him. And the, the stories he tells and everything, you can tell he's a juggler. He, they just don't want him to say it, which I think is kind of dumb. AEW should be the ones to, like, embrace that.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I think Dipshit has ruined that for any wrestler going forward. And it's pathetic. Dipshit. Oh, whoever. Fuck this shit. Whatever his dumb ass oh, name is. I love him. Y- you game. might love him, but he's he's horrible for pro wrestling. He is, <laughs> he is the well, epitome of. They said that about the Young Bucks. Everything, too. No, nobody. Nobody, this is different than the young bucks. This guy is completely just, you know, he was on being the elite, is, right? All he does is jump onto household appliances and thinks he's a pro wrestler. That's everything. I've seen every video he's ever made. That's what he does. <laughs> I'm going to jump on a toaster. I'm a wrestler. I'm going to jump on light tubes. I'm a wrestler. I'm going to jump off. He's a more couch, of a stunt man. A food really. a re- I know, but he's, he plays it that he's a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. You know his thing is that he's a pro wrestler and he's a, a do it for the juggalos and the juggalettes. Not a single juggalo likes you, you dumb shit. Oh, we all do. I know because I'm friends with <laughs> juggalos and I'm on pages and everybody despises this <laughs> wannabe pissant fuck. I just can't stand him. I'm sorry, but I cannot stand that stupid fucker. As a wrestler, as an ICP fan, as everything, he's what's wor— he's what's bad with the entire universe. That's that's what I had to say about that. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) So let's get into what's great with the entire universe, and that was hands down the best match on the card. The AEW Tag Team Championships, seeing Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page retain their titles against the Young Bucks in some of the best storytelling we've seen in America.
1: That's just it. That's even right in my first... Sentence in my notes. Spectacular storytelling, deep character work. Mm. Especially uh, Matt Jackson and Hangman Page. They yes. stuck out, stood out for me. Yes. Those two, which surprises the me. The spitting. Oh, so good. Because <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick is usually the more charismatic, and of course Kenny Omega speaks for himself. I don't even have to follow up with that. But mm. uh, no, those two really. And the fans were into every second of this a half hour it went 30 minutes 56 seconds almost 31 minutes and the fans were never bored on their feet for every single near fall pace every yes. single one
0: and there was a lot i mean it's a young bucks match
1: right <laughs> but they were more realistic most of them yeah <laughs> than, than some of them and we got to see a nastier side of the bucks
0: yes i, I like, like that,
1: that. Yeah, very much.
0: And eventually they'd started taking their nastier side out on Kenny Omega because it was mostly reserved for Paige. They wanted to yep. have a friendly match and shook hands with Kenny Omega at the beginning, went to do it with Paige, and then was that when Paige spit on me? That's
1: Mike? when he spat uh, yep, that's when he spat in his face. Yeah.
0: Because <sighs> <sighs> Paige does not want to be part of the elite anymore, and he needs to make that statement clear. And that's what this whole match that was the whole story of this match.
1: And you know, Pasty, this match was like the exact opposite of the last two matches, whereas every single wrestler was a piece to a beautifully extraordinary puzzle. Yes. Like, this wasn't one, you know, the the last two matches, I think, it was one wrestler in a match against opponent X, and it was what it was. This match, all four people, it would be a completely different match if one of the four people were, were changed.
0: Yeah. Very much. And and the way that the story's played out since God, Paige said he didn't want to be part of the elite probably what, four or five months ago? Yep. And it's been it's been playing out ever since and it's it's a good payoff and it's not done yet. Um, do you have spots in the during the match you want to talk about or do we just wanna to get to the post match?
1: Um not a not really um i got a lot i've wrote about it but it's like <laughs> it's one of those matches you're watching more than writing down certain spots
0: yeah no i i, that, I had intended uh, I, on taking notes and then i took zero
1: i legitimately have in here this took me on an emotional roller coaster that paid off the months of booking so yes. yeah you know <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> i had more more description worth more descriptive words than anything uh
0: Uh, what what was the finish was it was it the buckshot rainmaker
1: the fin yeah no the finish was the the buckshot um 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 the trigger uh, trigger v trigger -trigger, thank you yeah buckshot v trigger to end it which it should have been that should have been the finish Mm -hmm. if you're having them go over and i liked that good move
0: like it's very safe but it looks like you're crushing the guy from both sides and it could hurt a lot
1: I do want to mention they did the uh, indie taker on the ramp. Yes. And uh, they also did a rolling. Uh,
0: belly to back suplexes. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Rolling suplexes. And he did like the first two or three on the ramp. But then he made sure to go over to the plexiglass where they got the video screen <laughs> and made sure to do the last one on that. <laughs> and I thought just that little bit right there. It takes a little bit out of the realism, but it yeah. also adds to the showmanship.
0: There's more of a payoff to
1: the. Spending. And it was I like, did, yeah. yeah, you could see that he meant for it to go into there, and it didn't quite do it. And he had enough state of mind to say, "We're, we're doing, doing the it. last one on there, so we're, we're we're I'm just gonna I'm gonna shuffle back three steps, and we're gonna do it." And he did it, and it's like, yeah, it did take me out of the realism, but I liked the production of it so. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's something I noticed. And it's something that they're obviously consciously thinking about. And that's always a positive Mm -hmm. that you're thinking that's a positive. Come on, WWE, right?
0: (laughs) Oh man, you could not get this kind of match in WWE if you tried. No,
1: no, you wouldn't. (sighs) And if somebody did, it'd be the last time they got a main spot on a match. (laughs) You know, sadly. Uh. This,
0: but, for, I can't believe this was a early mid-card match.
1: It was, This should have been the opening match. This would have been opening, a good
0: opener. Oh, that that would have been rough, though. Nothing would have been able to,
1: I don't well, think. Well, if you the had opener. the other two follow it, that's a good, well, actually, if you had the last few follow it, it would be a nice little slump until you built it back up. But.
0: Swap this with MJF Cody. I think you've got a, a better feeling yeah, card than what we here have. There you go.
1: Um, but <laughs> then we followed it up. Uh, not great, Pacey. Not great. No.
0: Uh, Nyla Rose, well, it's the AEW Women's Championship on the line. Nyla Rose retained as, as most would have predicted. Uh, Chris Statlander is a, a very green rookie and it showed a lot in this match. Um,
1: It, it did. It and, did. And, and Nyla, Nyla even... did
0: everything in her power to try to carry it. She did. But it wasn't enough to make this good. And, I mean, it's Nyla's first title defense. Correct. And it's against somebody everybody
1: knew was going to lose. And she's kind of, uh, she's a lot like a, a, Brit, ba- a Brit Baker. She's, she's brought in with huge fanfare. Yeah. She's touted as somebody that's going to be future. And you know what? And she did. She came off as a future star in here. I mean, there you yeah. can see glimmers of greatness in, in her, but not so much the ring work. It was... The, the beginning of this match, it was ugly, disjointed, clunky. The audience wasn't into it, but by God, it's when you hard follow that last. Yeah. Beat, <laughs> they were they were spent. You yeah. know, it's like when it's like when you you are done blowing your load, and then the woman starts sucking your dick, and it's like, well, I mean, I enjoy it.
0: I might fall asleep,
1: oh, uh, but I might <laughs> fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I will say, though, towards the end of the match, I thought they both actually started clicking, and the last half of the match was a good last half of a match. I, I enjoyed it. They seemed to know what they were doing. Um, I felt that if we'd have seen that in the first half of the match, we would have been telling a different story. I gave this match the lowest grade. Um, this match and the next match, to be mm. honest. I gave the same grade, sadly. But also, I think part of it is also AEW. If they had a, if they had a, a story behind this, maybe it would be a little better for the fans. AEW has not developed any story, any real stories for their women's division. Still, it's a year in the making now, and that was something they touted was their women's division, and they were gonna have Brandy in charge of it, and she cared about it. We're still not getting it, and it, that that's kind of that's gonna hurt every single championship match and women's match going forward if you don't have a story if we don't care about the outcome or even what's coming up or the build up why do we care about the match itself
0: right yep um i'm hoping they do better by nyla in the future um obviously she's going to remain a dominant champion until she probably loses it in a multi woman match
1: i would assume and by the way if y'all haven't heard the uh talk is Jericho with Nyla Rose. Oh, one of not. the best I I've should. one of the best I've listened to. I I'd, I'd recommend going and listening to that one cuz it's very open, like straight up open and honest. They get to, to talk about transgender and her life growing up and her transformation and how she deals with people and wrestling and dealing with it. It's a lot more about her than than the wrestler, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Not only that, but we have a brand new podcast to listen to in AEW Unrestricted. Their first guest, uh, it, it's um, Tony Schiavone, and uh, what's that female ref we all like so much? Oh, Aubrey. Aubrey, yes. And their first guest was Cody, and it's an interesting listen. Um, you, you hear a lot of, he, he doesn't, I, to me, it seems like he doesn't quite understand um, Tony Khan and his management style. Yeah but that's going off of you know working for Vince and everything prior to but the it's, it's a good listen and I'm looking forward to that podcast just getting to know some of these superstars even more
1: yeah i um i try to st- stray away from propaganda podcasts i don't like the eight, the wwe ones i have listened to the uh, new day one <laughs> and i like them and they're actually probably the least propaganda you're going to get. Yeah. But they still, you can tell they avoid It was more in the beginning. More in the things. beginning
0: was when they said what they wanted, and now it's yeah. like they don't even try to talk about it.
1: So I don't know that I'll ever <laughs> listen to this AEW one because it's like I watch your show. I don't need you. I don't need a an hour commercial from you either, which is what legitimately it should be. If you're a, a company that has a, mm-hmm. a podcast, that should be what it is. It's all about bringing – I see your show. But um, one thing I do want to say, you brought up Aubrey Edwards. Um, one thing I was I, I love about AEW, and I, I probably would have forgot if you hadn't just mentioned this, the women's match was refed by just whatever ref. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was a male ref. Oh, yeah. But Aubrey Edwards, who was one of their senior referees, one of their best referees, refereed the main event against with two males against each other for the championship because she was the best referee for the job. She's I noticed that when I was watching rep. it. Yeah, I know. But it's like, you, you won't see that in WWE or even a lot of other uh-huh. companies. They'll have the women's referee for the women's matches and the male referees for the male matches. And she, I that says, she
0: played like a, a, a legitimate role in the Oh, she got in the we'll face
1: of, of the inner circle and <laughs> started pushing them like, like Hebner would do. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's just, she's just the senior referee, and she's in the spot she deserves to be. It isn't yes. because she's a woman. It isn't despite that she's a woman. She might it's- be my
0: favorite ref in the world now. Like, probably she's great. Probably getting close to surpassing Earl himself. She's great. She is amazing. She's, she's a fantastic referee. ADW has I like that the referees all seem to have their own individual personality, and so you're going to get. Di- I've I've said this on the show before, where you're going to get different types of matches depending on what kind of referee you have. Yep. and to me, in the long term, you're going to see it more, and it's going to be nice.
1: <laughs> Something that wasn't too pretty though. MJF he ended up defeating his nemesis Cody, mm-hmm. um, in a in a grudge match that. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of grudge sprinkled on it, pasty. In my opinion,
0: <laughs> it was kind of uh, just a match. It was a um, match after after the huge amount of anticipation and build up. It definitely was more of a letdown. Once again, your two matches removed from the best match in America in a very long time.
1: Yeah, and that's going to hurt the crowd reaction, no matter yeah. what.
0: Yeah, that it should have been closer to the end of the card, and and it, uh, and it the whole did review a lot.
1: I think this was the I think this was the most dead the crowd was even considering the last match mm-hmm. for the whole match. It's a Chicago crowd, Chicago. They're honest with you. They let you know if you if they like it, they let you know if they don't like it. And um, and they were a hundred percent like that with AEW. They didn't suck up to AEW because they're the new kid in town or they're anti WWE. They loved what they loved, and the stuff that was not good, they told you was not good, and they let you know MJF Cody was not good. I didn't think it was terrible. It also I liked,
0: didn't have my full attention.
1: I liked the weight belt lashing. That was good. Yes. I liked, um, towards the end, the, the real chicken shit stuff from MJF. He spit it, he, he spit it in his face, similar to like we've seen earlier in the Bucks match, which, again,
0: shouldn't have did that
1: no not right. after we already seen yeah. it um the finish got a pretty good pop wasn't great um i do have a problem with mjf bleeding in this match first of all i didn't think they needed it we've seen blood in every AEW pay-per-view so far every cody uh, match uh, yeah and it's starting <laughs> to get it's starting to not mean anything it really doesn't mean anything anymore uh, this match, it was a grudge match, and I wanted more from it, but I wanted more from the the storytelling and from mm. the, the charisma and from the facial. Blood didn't mean that it was more. No. It, it didn't help it. And I, I totally
0: get where you're coming from, but in a world where we've been without blood for so long, I'm not quite willing to complain about it yet. Well, I, you I see will it. when we I get to the main it and event. And I will, though. yeah,
1: because <laughs> it killed that yeah. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> it wasn't good. No, uh, uh. but I do think that post match, it—I was super into Cody. I was hanging on to everything he was doing, all of his words. It was some of the best Cody I have seen yet. He was selling the heartbreak and everything. Like I wish. I wish I would see this. This is the my favorite Cody I seen was at the end of this match. I was, I was popping for him. I seen what everybody else seen and I haven't, mm. but I, I want him to do that in the matches. Cause I personally haven't seen it in the matches yet, but yeah. it was there. I see the work
0: though. You'll get it from his ring storytelling from time to time.
1: Yeah. I, ha- I personally haven't seen it from his ring storytelling, but others have. And that's what I'm saying. I seen Whoa.
0: it here. You said you've seen it in the Cody Dustin match.
1: Of course. Yeah. But I also think a, a lot of that was carried by Dustin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The brothers storyline in you general. Know. Yeah.
1: If, if he was facing Dustin here, I think this match would have gone up two three grades. But it was MJF, who, by the way, I think is amazing. Yeah. And I think it's great. I just think, I almost think Cody held MJF down on this one, which I, I hate to say, but I don't know. It, it didn't work for me. This match and the last match, I think were the, the worst out of the whole pay-per-view. And this was a big build on this one. The last match, you can say, had zero build. you know. Yeah. Obviously, for a championship, so there's a gimmick there, but there was no build. This one had a huge build mm-hmm. and a lot of emotion, and it came off flat to me.
0: Yeah. Well, what's not flat is Pac versus Orange Cassidy.
1: Trash squeeze, baby.
0: You know, you thought the crowd was live for the tag team championship match. They were probably at about a six. <laughs> Cause when Orange Cassidy came out, man, oh. that was nuts. Some of the loudest pops I've heard in recent memory for anything, they blew and they the were loud lid off the that whole juice match.
1: <laughs> it was oh, great. Yeah. They are into Orange Cassidy. Yes, they are just into him. And I, that's not a I, bad thing. I said thing. to
0: you, I said to you, if this keeps up this way, Orange Cassidy is the Undertaker of AEW. And I don't mean that in a literal sense.
1: No, but in a a, a pigeonholed gimmick that, that in anybody else's hands has probably got shelf life. You know, it's yeah. two years tops. But for some reason, they, they've got the mind and the charisma to, to just blow it out the water and just mm. become, oh, I love it. I love it. And he owns it. He knows how to excuse, no, no pun intended. He knows how to juice it. Yes, it is yes, a pun intended does. because I was going to say milk it. That's so, okay. probably why it's his name, intended.
0: right?
1: Yeah, he knows he how to he knows it. how to juice it. <laughs> uh, biggest pop of the night. I have that in my notes. Biggest yeah. reaction. Actually, I have a biggest reaction in AEW, and that makes the match feel bigger and more entertaining than it would initially seem. Because on paper, even last week, I said it's like I'm skeptical of Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but uh, Pac was awesome. Hawk Cassidy is super over. You cannot give all the credit to Cassidy by any means, but uh, nonetheless, the story that. here, the yes. story was on point. They both told a story in two extremely different styles. Um, you know, you hear the term styles clash, and it happens a lot. There's two amazing wrestlers who just don't gel together, mm-hmm. and these are two amazing wrestlers with a, a two styles that don't go together, but they gelled together beautifully. Mm-hmm.
0: Can we see them as a tag team in the future?
1: Uh, uh, or do they not gel
0: together that way? I don't know. I
1: would rather, I would rather not. I want Pac to be a single success, but I'm greedy that way. That's just me. They announced a
0: new tag team, a three, three man tag team on dynamite this week.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I, the, the death triangle. Death Triangle, Pac and the Lucha Brothers. Oh, that's going to be tough. I wish, I wish they would have called it the Devil's Triangle, but yeah. okay, we get it. They can't do that. I got gotcha. you. Wink, yes. wink. Um, and, by the way, the uh, arm drag. I've seen it before on YouTube, but when I watched it here with Pac, this is the most fluid I've seen that arm drag that Orange Cassidy does, where his hands are still in his pocket. Yeah, you know, he just, but they do such a beautiful, fluid arm drag. And, and you got to get again. You got to give Pac all the credit in the world. A lot of Orange Cassidy he played stuff. along
0: so well, even down to the shit kicks at the beginning. I was so happy oh, he yeah. actually played that with him. That was fun.
1: Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the uh, a lot of the moves that Orange Cassidy does. Well, I, actually, this goes with 90 percent of pro wrestling moves in general, but especially Orange Cassidy. It's the person taking it that does 95% of the work. Yeah. You know, it's not the guy giving it. It's the guy taking it. And um, Pac really sold for this guy. It, oh, I got so much written here. That's so great. I'm not going to go through everything other than um, the the end was awesome, where Pac, Pac put him into his, uh, his hold and not only forced him to tap but would not let go. He passed out. This is the Pac I love seeing, and I even have written here pasty Pac may be his best in AEW. It's not his best in ring work. I've you know I've seen Pac better. Not saying that he won't do his best here, but you know he's building up. But this persona, this this Pac, is my favorite Pac I've ever seen. And this, my very he's last... certainly
0: better than X Pac.
1: <laughs> of well, I don't and he know. Might be pretty close to Tupac. My last sign. This is literally, this is the type of entertainment you can only get from pro wrestling. Yes. Like, God, this was was fun. But it wasn't super, it wasn't the campy fun you think of Orange Cassidy. It was fun with a great match.
0: And the crowd. I said the crowd made the match more than anything, really. These two men had a great showcasing. Cassidy looked great. Pac looked amazing. But with the added addition of the volume of that crowd throughout the entire fucking match... This is right. going to be one to go down in the books, and it's one that Vince would say never should. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Oh, for sure. It's just uh, everything was right in this match, whether it was in all of the work,
0: future AEW highlight packages. This is going to be featured. You it, know? it
1: should. If they're smart, it should be yeah. 100. It should be uh-huh. the work rate was there. The story was there. The charisma was there. The crowd was there. Steal that crowd Everything... noise and pipe
0: it into your matches when it's not going your way.
1: <laughs> Vince might steal some of AEW's. Can
0: you copyright crowd noises?
1: <laughs> right? I know. Uh, uh, so good. So good. Um, it it could have took away from the main event. I, I don't think it did. No. It was, honestly, I wish more bathroom
0: break matches were this.
1: Where you couldn't go to the
0: bathroom? Yeah, where you don't, you you can't. (laughs) You're like, oh, I guess I'm going to hold it. (laughs) And you could probably go to the bathroom during Moxley Chris Jericho, right?
1: Yes. (sighs) No. No, you you can't. But it wasn't what it should have been. No. I don't think, I don't think
0: Jericho is going to go like that anymore. You know, I, as a main event on a might-be WrestleMania pay-per-view. <laughs> right. Jericho's not the guy to do it. Moxley, going forward, is a good candidate for your main events. And, I agree. And I'm so happy he won the championship. It only made sense for him to win the championship.
1: Actually, um, I have something I think I writ- wrote. I writ. You read it. It's almost the exact same thing that you just said. Let me see. Oh, right here. I, I wrote Jericho matches aren't the same kind of wild big move matches they've been in the past, but they still carry a big fight feel. Yes. They still sell tickets. They Dude, still
0: I yeah, I, I, I don't agree. Know. I 100. feel that Judas Elbow and I hate it, you know? It's oh. like it works cuz he's bigger now than he ever has been. I don't I still don't think so it works. So he's got a lot of weight behind it. That's I that's don't where I think it I works. Think, I wish it wasn't. But, mm. but I'm starting to, to get behind it and the entrance, Jericho's entrance. Can we fucking talk about this choir of amazing singers? leading the, they, they were awesome.
1: They were fantastic. The choir was almost better than the match. Yes. <laughs> I loved them. I don't know where, did they say what the choir was? I, didn't I don't catch think, it think they, they did. did. I think it's, uh, they oh. have a
0: YouTube clip on, on the AEW YouTube and I think they say there, but, um.
1: They were fan-damned Really
0: good. Really awesome. really good. Much better than Cody's entrance with a band that should has probably never performed live in their lifetime.
1: Yeah, I, I did They're know they're
0: definitely that. a studio that we didn't even talk about it. That's how
1: forgettable. No, that's exa- I honestly forgot about it. It until was you just bad. brought it up now. It was so bad.
0: I'm like yeah. I could do better than that and I didn't write the fucking song.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was It it, it wasn't good at all. But Jericho's entrance,
0: Um, that that part was amazing. They should have, I think they should have kept going the entire time
1: he came in. But after the entrance, the match, the match before the finish, before the end of the match here, was good. It Mm -hmm. told a good story, had good moments, but that was it. It was good. What was the the bulk of the match? Um, Jericho did. we we seen interference from Santana, Ortiz, Hager, Sammy Guevara, everybody, and, and that's cool.
0: Yep, Jericho tried to get himself disqualified. Aubrey would not allow that.
1: Nope, and she ended up, like we kind of hinted at earlier, not only did she kick the inner circle out, but she forced them out physically.
0: Yes. Jericho even got physical with her shoving her, or did he slap her? I can't remember. Uh, I he
1: shoved that. her. He yeah. shoved her. It was a it was a shove, though. Twice, yes. yeah. And the crowd was like, ooh. Uh-huh. Um, that being, out of all of the uh, pay-per-view AEW main events, I'm trying to think of all of them, but this is at the bottom of the list, sadly. I'm not saying it's the worst one they've had, but they've had really good main events. This yeah. could be the worst one they've had. And I, and I don't mean that as it's a horrible, horrible, horrible match, but it's no. not. It's not the quality. It, it was more
0: about the the destination than the journey.
1: Yes, and Moxley winning the title after overcoming all the interference from every inner circle member from being blind uh, for a month. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, but but that was that was huge. This was this was Moxley's coming out. This was good. He was bloody, but he beat the odds, which is to me a good reflection of the AEW company in general looking mm-hmm. to stand out. Yes. You know, they're like, you know, you can, you can try to beat us down as much as you want, but we're going to defy the odds. We're going to be the one company that can rise up and defeat WWE, obviously decades away or whatever, but you know, yeah, um, Moxley still remains undefeated in singles. So that's cool. That makes that hopefully will make the moment as somebody beats him for the title, a huge moment. Hopefully it's a one-on-one
0: hangman big needs. fight
1: thing. But, and uh, I hinted at this earlier, and I have it written down here, and, and I, it bothers me. I'm going to bring it up. The blood in this match would have meant a hell of a lot more if, A, we haven't seen it in every AEW pay-per-view so far... Yeah, but B, if we hadn't already seen it in M- MGF versus Cody, yeah, what the fuck? Why would they bleed in that match if they knew that there was going to be blood in the main event here? It totally takes it away. It means little to nothing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, to me, I still it sit hurt. on that it fence where I'm like, give me, give me blood for some more time because I wouldn't be well, so okay long with without that.
1: It. But if it means something, I guess. But if you've watched. And you have pasty if you've been watching, you know Impact and MLW and Ring of Honor and the other ones. We've been seeing blood throughout. It's just WWE that's been holding it back from yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even like we're starved for it, but it's. Didn't we
0: have fake blood on the show too? I feel like I've seen fake blood real recently. Uh, on this show. Maybe I probably not this show. They're good about so, either yeah. busting themselves open or, or bleeding.
1: But nonetheless, I just feel like if you knew you were going to have it in the main event, I think, I don't know why you would have it in the MJF Cody match. I think it really takes a lot away from it. Yeah. I've been blood twice unless it's like, you know, one is in a, a steel cage match and one is in a ladder match or something where you can, yeah. where kind of weapons that, that yeah. Build, yeah. These were two regular matches and they both had blood. And it's like, but I will say, I will say, all of that aside, the match was good, just good. But the finish of the match, and the fallout, the the the, all the afterwards, were great. I loved it. I thought thought the basic promo
0: by Moxley was a little like, okay, we're gonna go this way now, huh? Yeah. I expected him to be more of a you know strong and silent kind of hard ass type. But he gave the title to the audience. He said, this is yep. for you. Everything we do is for you. He basically yeah, said laugh, everything Jericho back. should have said the entire time. And it worked. It was just, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. And then they said he was potentially concussed. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Feels like it's beer clock.
1: So, and they and cue I, yeah. his music. Wait, wait!
0: I'm not done yet. Well, what are I'm you going, doing?
1: I'm just, I'm just shooting at the hip here. It's time to and drink some whiskey, he, and then he yeah, walks. That's, that's all he had to say after that. That was the best. <laughs> I love that. That's what he cut him off for. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best we cut him off no. just to say it's time to drink some whiskey
0: <laughs> but for him to cut a promo like that after he fought a hard earned match mm-hmm. it was it was it's that's wrestling dude that's like 80s you know that's the kind of promos you used to get from a from a hard fought slow paced oh. fucking
1: oh, so good R-R-R-S-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling wrestling right there um uh, but yeah we do have to we do have to discuss the elephant in the room the eye patch mm-hmm. which maybe you and i are just dumb and at first we loved it and thought it was a huge reveal when he took off the eye patch and he's like i could see the <laughs> whole time i, I did i it did it I did pop both of us for it for like, like oh, 15
0: shit. minutes until you sit and think about
1: it <sighs> and then you're like oh shit but he was wearing the eye patch he couldn't see he had he lost his peripheral vision he didn't have depth perception. It really it did he basically he fucking just uh he handicapped himself. <laughs> yep. Which no is dumb. <laughs> that's, that's just
0: dumb yeah, in general. That's the worst part too, because this match, the eye patch stayed in place better than any other oh, match since he injured his eye. He had to fucking move it every five, ten seconds, oh, and any other match he's had with it this time stayed in place throughout the match.
1: I could see the whole time. <laughs> you yeah, know, at least if he, like, turned it around and there's, like, a tiny monitor in it. Or I mean, something, the psychology <laughs> is,
0: and it's more sound than what we're giving it credit to. Oh, he oh, knew sure. Jericho was going to go after his other eyes, so he'd preserve the one eye until he didn't have the other one.
1: Yeah, it, and that is, it's classic and good storytelling until... But Jericho did bust him open over the it. eye
0: with the eye patch, which kind of looked like he was bleeding from the eyeball, which was a good touch.
1: That was fun. Yes. And then you look at it, too, though, if you put common sense into it. Would you really want to promote having him attack your eye, whether it's your good eye or not? Like, you're still putting a target on your
0: eye. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: There's something you don't want to do. (laughs) I mean, this match was fun, good. It just... AEW has been great. Probably not as good as some people wanted to be. Me me and, and... it, 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 for the sure. biggest crime this company did horrible. was putting
0: the AEW Tag Team Championship so early in the card. Anything yeah. that followed that was going to be lackluster by comparison. Or again, and like guess I what? Say, that was the best match on the card, and nobody bled, huh? Right,
1: huh? Or like I say, and I know you don't agree. I think if you started it with that, and then had a couple of the uh, potty break matches afterwards, I think everybody would have it out of their system. You know, you look at I look at yeah. the old WCW philosophy of putting their cruiserweight match on at first. I mean, you, they'd put on Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, or Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, or Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit right at the beginning, and it gives you something like hooked. So you're like, okay, I love what they're giving us. Mm-hmm. Then your next couple matches might not be great, but you're like, goddamn. Um, so yeah, it was it was. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past, not in the recently, but. Uh, we've talked about this in the past where maybe their uh, director whoever's, who, or, or whoever's placing the, the matches where they belong isn't doing a great job. Maybe you should think about where these matches are, are yeah. sitting on the card and uh, shuffle them up a bit. That's
0: definitely one thing as, an, uh, as a musician. like Order of, of occurrence is a huge thing. I like to listen to an album that kind of tells an arcing story, even if it's not connected music. Yeah. The You ride the wave, and I think that is, it. it's a
1: huge
0: thing, and a lot of people don't think it's important.
1: And, you know, Western audiences are trained to a certain thing, but I still stand by every New Japan pay-per-view I watch they go from bottom to top literally with their matches where like probably the least important one starts the match and then you got a mixed man match and another mixed man match and then you have this title match here and then you have the title match that has a grudge match with it and then you have the main event with the world heavyweight title and it's like they literally build it up to a, that's crescendo a really in... short,
0: short new japan pay-per-view you just laid out that, that I feel is, like I there know. should be like six more matches in there
1: but my point <laughs> is that you know they don't do the start off hot and then do this or the bathroom breaks or nothing it just yeah. goes from you know if you know if you want to see yeah if you only want to see the important matches just watch last 3 you're going to see them you're going to see the best matches if you watch the last 3 yeah and i don't know that that's bad um, especially on a pay-per-view. Because yeah. at a pay-per-view, they've bought it. So once they've bought it, they've bought it. Right. <laughs> you might as well, <laughs> well just fucking give them the, the ending hard or whatever. I don't know.
0: I get it. Uh, Before we move into the Savage Sentinel, and I know we're running a little slow. We are running a little slow. Quite a little slow. Um, I did want to talk about, and and I want to get your opinions on the upcoming Dynamite
1: Blood and Guts, which we're going to see a War Games with a Roof. I you know all I know is that they're having a episode called Blood and Guts. That's as far as I know about anything about it. So I really have yeah, nothing to speak two on. Two
0: rings it. with a cage with a roof on it. I, I uh, they're not calling it War Games because obviously okay. they, they we've they had War Games
1: game. with a roof before. That's common. yeah.
0: Well, you didn't you say? I think you said when when NXT was doing it that you preferred when it had the 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 ceiling on it.
1: I did. I honestly did. And there and obviously it it adds limitations. Mm. We know that.
0: But you can have guys on top of it, and AEW is going to be chucking guys off the top of it.
1: Oh, for sure! <laughs> you would imagine.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I just I wanted to see what your thoughts were because I, I figured you'd be pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I guess I haven't heard anything about it, so I, I haven't had a chance to build up. But I, I will definitely, I'll definitely make sure to watch that episode if that's what we're getting. I yeah. love me a war games. I love it all. And and on uh, TV, who, who's in it? Do shit. we know?
0: No, I don't think anybody has been announced yet. Okay.
1: Yeah, no. But I, I would I'm assume Death Triangle
0: has to be in it, right?
1: Oh, I I would hope so. Just for me, like, personally.
0: give me Death Triangle and maybe one or two other guys, and then and then give me the Elite and throw Adam Page in there. And this is where you can really get that going. You know what I mean? They drag Adam Page into the match, begrudgingly. Or is it right? going to be
1: Inner Circle versus uh, Elite and be kind of that would be good too? Yeah. It's what you would kind yes. of expect. I don't yeah.
0: know. I, I don't know how many men are going to be in it either. They haven't really announced much beyond it's going to be a cage war games style match.
1: Antito. So um, let's get into uh best matching grade. Pasty. Yes. I, I think I know what your best match is. Mine is obviously the tag match.
0: Yeah. The tag match is pretty fan fucking tastic. I'm going to go with that. For the crowd pops, I almost want to say Pac-Cassidy.
1: I mean, I you could make an argument for it, for sure. I don't know that I would agree, but you could definitely make an argument for it. I just think that tag match was so, so amazing. I mean, it killed the rest of the show. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They didn't have any
0: energy until Orange Juice got
1: in the ring. Yeah. (laughs) That orange juice will give you a little bit of energy, though. Yes, I've, heard it that. Does. I've read oh, that. Oh,
0: fuck. If you ever drank orange juice after sex, it's better than the
1: sex. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
0: <laughs> um, be my go-to. It has to have pulp, though. That's, that's the only way.
1: So I give this pay-per-view as a whole. I found it kind of mid-grade, but I gave it a little boost just for that tag match because I think mm. that's one of the best matches of all time. It's going to be in your top 50 matches of all time. Uh, so I gave it a B plus. Whether that's high or low, I'm not sure. Where do you put it at? I'm
0: gonna go with uh with a A minus. Um, I I've been really into Dynamite lately. It's got me to stop watching Raw and SmackDown and and I, even NXT. I haven't went back to NXT in quite a few weeks. Yeah. Um. So so riding the crest of it, and I watch <laughs> the being the elite shit, and and you know I follow the stuff i i'm their their core de- demographic i guess but um i follow the stuff and i gotta i gotta bump it up i think it was good the only things i didn't like like i said was the the women's championship match and dustin versus hager, hager. yes
1: okay sounds good
0: yes what sounds better is this the sweet song as we get ready to move into this week's savage sentinel where we got all the news all of it kicking it off at the top wwe officials reportedly held a meeting with the roster about the coronavirus before monday's raw at barclays center in brooklyn The meeting was done to go over the latest available information on the virus and tips they can use to protect themselves while traveling on the road for the company. The virus has started to spread across the United States as the first U.S. coronavirus deaths have been confirmed and the first cases of the coronavirus were confirmed in Tampa, Florida area where WrestleMania 36 is scheduled to be held. The cases were conform- confirmed just days after WWE chief brand officer Stephen Can we call her chief brandy officer too? <laughs> you can call
1: her whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> after WWE
0: chief brandy officer Stephen McMahon and WWE executive vice president of special events John Sabur, not not Canyon Seaman, unfortunately.
1: That's sad. Man.
0: We're asked if WWE is ready for the coronavirus while at a WrestleMania 36 luncheon at Raymond James stadium last week. And that is a scary thought, a WrestleMania size crowd. It's going to get around a WrestleMania
1: sized crowd with people coming from all over the world. Yeah. That's... People coming from China, people coming from Taiwan, <laughs> people coming from France, people coming from Italy, people coming from all these places that have a decent amount of the uh, Corona outbreak.
0: Yeah. I mean, big things have been canceled. Uh, one of the one of the big music festivals was just canceled for due to the coronavirus. Um, there's I,
1: there's debate about what's going to happen with the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's wow. Uh,
1: it's, it's it's bullshit. Not a good time to be it's all fake. On, yeah, but you know it's but it's still big. It's a big fakem. You know, some of us have lived through all of this. We lived through the SARS. We lived through the swine flu, right. West Nile bird flu and the thing is it's not gonna
0: affect most people more than just a a cough sniffle maybe throw up diarrhea you know yeah it's the young and the old that can be affected by the spread of it that is the the what what would be the frightening thing maybe
1: we just restart the society with us middle ages that's fine
0: uh politics would be far better
1: much better (laughs) way better Oh, something that we would be way better without, though, is not just the coronavirus. It's also some uh, legends of the ring. And, of course, according to Florida Promotion Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling, a man that we just had a negative story about a few months ago is back again. That would be ECW legend Sandman, who went off script and not only botched their main event, Why would you put Sandman
0: in the main event in
1: 2020? uh, Because you're a local promotion (laughs) and he's a name. That's why. But after he botched the main event, he proceeded to cut an unscripted promo drunk off his ass. Yes, the promoter claims the original match held on Friday, February 21st, 2020 at ARW's three-year anniversary show in Cocoa, Florida was a four-way bout between the Sandman, Shannon Moore, Chico Adams, and Vertigo, that was scheduled to go roughly 15 minutes. ARW claims Sandman was drunk and ended the match in less than three minutes before he proceeded to, quote, grab a microphone and go on a drunken, unscripted rant and try to play matchmaker, unquote. Video of the in-ring incident was posted on the company's YouTube channel, which, uh, of course, you can find on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash podcast. Showing Sandman calling the location Orlando, despite being Coco, apparently Sandman was also causing some backstage problems, including apparently sexually harassing some of the women wrestlers and insulting the talent on the card, causing damages to the venue and nearly getting into a backstage altercation with talent. The promoters said unprofessional is an understatement and they will never, ever, 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 ever work with Sandman
0: again. Can't say I blame them. And also, what did you expect?
1: No, you got what you paid for, buddy.
0: We know what concussions have done to wrestlers from that era. Just stay away from them.
1: Yeah, it's... And then you add alcohol on top. Yeah, and he yeah, would, and, and he's just never been reliable. He's been he's he's fun. He was a great uh, gimmick. He himself will admit he's never been a good in-ring guy, but he knew how to uh he knew how to make a great gimmick work. And I'll be the first to admit I was I was an am well no I was a huge Sandman fan, but his his personal actions have depleted my appreciation for him immensely, and I'm no longer a Sandman fan. I'll go back and watch his stuff. you think he hangs
0: out with Iron Sheik all the
1: time? Oh, I'm still a fan of Sheiky, (laughs) baby. Oh, he's never done nothing to upset me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Those guys would be fun to hang out with. Not really.
1: It'd be fun to go drinking with, let's just say that. Yeah. As long as as you... uh, Had an escape.
0: Yeah, you have to have it out.
1: (laughs) And they can't be able to follow you
0: (laughs) because they would want to. Where are you going? We're not done yet. We're just getting started. Oh, shit. (sighs) (laughs) Well, Impact Wrestling announced a new television distribution deal with Discovery India on Tuesday. As part of the agreement, Discovery will broadcast 12 monthly Impact Plus specials on D-Sport and D-Sport HD across the Indian subcontinent. The exclusive deal will include monthly specials from Impact Plus service, including sacrifice from February and lockdown in March.
1: They, you, you know, it seems like every couple weeks we have another new... Uh, Deal being brought on by Impact Wrestling, these guys are making moves in the international market for sure. Yes, and they, you know, that's they, kind they're truly been a global card. force. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, TNA slash Impact has always been strong. You you'd hear, you know, Impact um, TNA Impact the the show would have higher ratings in WWE Raw or SmackDown in. England, in Germany, in India, they were huge, they're one of the big, they're the biggest wrestling promotion in India, it's it's kind of cool when you take an outside look outside of the United States, and um, good for them, this is a company that by all means should have been dead by now, and look at what they've done, Wow.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, the, the revival of Impact Wrestling. And we say it a lot, but you can't say it enough when they impress you every single week with the things they're doing to expand. Yes. Well, Wrestle 1 made the announcement that it's going to go on an indefinite hiatus and suspend all activities after their April 1st event at Kakuren Hall in Tokyo. The Japanese wrestling promotion made the announcement at a press conference by representative director Kaiji Muto, known to American fans as the Great Muta. The president, Kaz Hayashi, all contracts of Wrestle Wrestle 1 talent will be terminated, the company announced. The contracts will be terminated the day before the April 1st show, making the entire roster free agents. The reason behind the closure of Wrestle One is the fact that it is no longer profitable. There is also a professional wrestling trading academy by The Great Muda, which was established back in 2016. Popular female wrestlers like Hana Kimura and Reka, uh, Rika Saiki were the first year students at this academy. It has been announced that the academy was also, will also be closed indefinitely. Wrestle One has been around since 2013 and was created by Mudo. The early days of the promotion managed to draw in large crowds while having stars like Sonata, Suji Kondo, uh, Kaz Hayashi, and, and Kaz Hayashi under its belt. The company also had a partnership with Impact Wrestling. However, Sonata and other popular stars started leaving, and the company spiraled down into obscurity soon after.
1: You know, their wrestling last event wrestling. is April 1st. Do you think this is just one big April Fool's joke? <laughs> it could be. Or they're <laughs> going to get bigger. Oh. They become wrestle too. <laughs> no, definitely they've lost, you know, they've lost most of their big name talents. And this is sad. It's sad to see a, a pro wrestling, any pro wrestling organization go down. And of course, in Japan right now. WWE's trying to, to make a case for themselves and take over and all of the uh, Japanese promotions are kind of working together. So uh, hopefully th- this small little setback for a promotion, you know, and this was a small time promotion there as of now, um, hopefully that just strengthens the other companies so they can still keep Japanese wrestling as Japanese wrestling. Yeah. That's the way I look at it.
0: Yep. We don't need NXT Japan.
1: No, we don't. Uh, But something else that uh, I don't think we need is um, (laughs) Phil Brooks as Ash. Um, What does that mean? Well, let me tell you. CM Punk has taken to a new career in recent times, that of a horror movie star. We've seen him starring in The Girl on the Third Floor, and he's actually recently wrapped up work on a second production of a horror movie. Well, wrestling fans of his think that this sets him up perfectly to replace Bruce Campbell, of all people, as Ash Williams in the new Evil Dead film that's currently in production. After reports started circulating, Campbell himself tweeted out a message saying that there may be another Ash waiting in the wings. But, as for Phil Brooks, he had this to say. You know what? CM Punk is great he should play a guy in a horror series named Nash or bash or lash with all due respect. The name Ash is uh, like the best table at a restaurant reserved. <laughs> I'm
0: surprised he didn't say Ouch. trash.
1: <laughs> that would have really been um, a nice
0: shot fired, huh? Yeah.
1: You know, the bottom line is anybody who takes over the new Ash Williams is gonna get shit on yeah ash williams is so iconic that I mean, he is bruce campbell and bruce is ash yeah i don't know how, he even took over for the the series you know when they made a series out of it he's what 40 50 years old and he still played ash i, I don't will know say i agree.
0: guess i could see cm punk in the role but it wouldn't be
1: it wouldn't be the same agreed i i think ash could play it or not, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. I, <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> I think CM Punk could play it. I just don't know that.
0: I just the, don't know that I is, personally am ready CM to Punk? see it.
1: I don't know. I'm ready to see a new Ash. I'm. I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah, hurts. Yeah, it should me. the legacy. It should just stop, right? It should. If If you want something else, just just have a different person. It's not like it there's not, not enough Ash of it. Williams exactly there's been plenty <laughs> uh, even as a guy named Bubba who uh, who who um, Bruce Campbell played a character that killed a character named Bubba in a movie called Bubba Hotep I still love him even though he killed a Bubba <laughs> <clears throat> uh.
0: Wow. wow. Uh well old Teddy Hart was arrested again Fat Mac just this Wednesday in Richmond Virginia further details of the arrest are currently not available as B6 previously reported Hart was arrested last month on February 12th in Richmond Virginia the 40 year old was booked on three charges of possession possession of a schedule three controlled substance and possession with intent to sell and distribute Possession of a Schedule Three controlled substance is a Class One misdemeanor in Virginia, with a maximum penalty of up to twelve months in jail and/or a fine of two thousand five hundred dollars. Schedule Three controlled substances include anabolic steroids and ketamine, everybody's favorite festival drug. Ah, oh, we love
1: Special K. Babe, yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not good. Poor Teddy Hart. He's just uh <laughs> his whole his whole career has just been sullied. You know, he just he always it's good, it's bad. It's good, it's bad. It's good, it's bad. He just recently left um MLW and it was sad they couldn't come to terms. And then you look at something like this and it's like
0: <sighs> he probably ain't going to end up any of those places we predicted him. Huh?
1: No, he's not going to end up anywhere good. He's, you know, he just he's his own worst enemy. You hear mm-hmm. it from so many people. He has he has WWE all take the potential him, throw him and
0: have clean him up.
1: You know, WWE has had him. He's burned the bridges with WWE three different times. It's it's he has all the potential and talent in the world. He's one of the most talented people ever. He, he's got it in his blood literally. <clears throat> he's from the Hart family. It's just He's his own worst enemy. He's one of those sad cases in pro wrestling that I just feel will never, ever become what he could have been. He's always going to be that what-if story. Yeah. And those are the saddest, honestly. They they are. Oh Well, there's another what-if story. In fact, we have a whole list of what-ifs, and those are the comings and goings, Pacey.
0: Yes, indeed. and
1: uh, we'll start off this coming and going with Matt Hardy, who announced on his YouTube show that he's going to let his contract with WWE expire. In fact, as of this recording, it has expired. He said, this is what happened as of this current time. I have decided to let my contract with WWE expire. I'm going to become a free agent. And that's not saying I'm never, ever going to return to WWE. Okay, Chris Jericho. It's just time for me to take a break and become a free agent. I didn't want to leave WWE because it is my home. <clears throat> the reason I needed to leave WWE is because when it comes to my creative stance and my outlook on myself and my career and how I wanted to go for these last three, four years that I have left to spend in in-ring active co- uh, competitor, I just think my, to myself in WWE, we're on two different pages. Now, WWE's official response is WWE thanks Matt Hardy for his contributions to the sports entertainment and the WWE universe and wishes him the best in his future endeavors. Oh, jeez! At least he got future endeavored. Some people yeah. get less than that. Yep. Um,
0: I think it's funny. He, th- he, he feels like he's guaranteed a hall of fame spot and like vindictive Vince could say no at any moment. You know what I mean? We'll just put Jeff in. <laughs>
1: Ah, Vince could,
0: but I think he I don't is think still it'll happen. Either. He will still go in the Hall of Fame, but yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then um, he had a little meeting with uh, Matt and Nick Jackson
1: and cool. Impact Wrestling. Both,
0: yes. Well, he's he a free make, agent, and if he's, he's a free making agent, the tr-
1: yeah, I feel like he's just going to hit everybody up and get everybody talking. And uh,
0: what if he just remains a free agent and works for everybody? And the Broken Universe is everywhere. Why doesn't he is the I'm question with that. That's I'm... the question. Why doesn't he? I am entirely fine <laughs> with that. That's the best dude. You could, you'd really change wrestling everywhere. It, yeah. Right. And, and, and as much as we were so happy for him to finally get free from impact, I guess I am excited to see him go back to impact.
1: Yeah, because it's a completely different yeah. structure than when he left. There's, there's not the same people in charge. There's not the same people in creative. In fact, a different company runs it. When he worked there, it was Panda Energy that owned it, and right now it is um, um, Owl. What's the Owl? I'm, I'm running a blank on the Owl. Oh, Starts with an anthem. A. Anthem, thank you. Yes, it's Anthem. So, actually, I had to I think, go back
0: and think about Rebby Hardy tweets. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I you know, I think he, he would... Honestly, he's perfect anywhere, whether it's a behind-the-scenes uh-huh. role or in front of the scenes. Obviously, he makes it sound like he wants to keep wrestling. AEW is going to give him great money. I would love to see him there. MLW could use him for the boost. That would be awesome. He's worked Ring of Honor. They'd love to have him. There's something about him and impact that have the history that I would love to see him go back to impact. Um, Just me personally. I'm just a Mark. That's, that's a Mark. It would
0: be, it would be good to see him go back to impact. Uh, MLW NWA anywhere, everywhere. Just give us more Matt Hardy.
1: Anywhere that I can watch Matt Hardy.
0: Give it to me. Broken Matt Hardy. Let him be exactly what he wants.
1: Yep. I agree. Yeah. And the cool sure. thing is is
0: like he's on his on his week on his YouTube, he's been playing it out like there's this demon inside of him that's threatening to destroy everything. So yep. he's got like this multiple personality thing going on where every promotion he's in, it could be very different.
1: I would love it. <clears throat> I would love that. He's a different I feel like that demon broken... inside of
0: him is what's going to AEW.
1: Like split, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm he could be like split and go to a different one. And he, and yeah, I don't Matt Hardy's wherever he goes. He's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm super excited.
1: Other than WWE. He went to WWE and he wasn't. Amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were really excited for that too. Sorry. And that didn't. Uh, finally, Vince is going to see it and he's going to change everything. Nope. 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 <laughs> I mean, we got the fiend out of it, but then Goldberg yeah. beat him. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, Matt Hardy left, and June Akiyama is in, and she will be a guest coach at the WWE Performance Center. He will, yes, he, he will. will. I'm sorry, that's that's very, very. Pro- yes. Don't assume his
1: gender. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess I played as a male June in Tekken too, didn't I? Yeah,
1: you did. Yes, I did.
0: Okay, well, he'll be a coach, a guest coach at the WWE Performance Center from May 12 to. Two (laughs) two two n
1: for a long time, bitches. I didn't know dates could roll over. I don't know what that is. That's a lot more
0: leap years forward. I think
1: (laughs) it's a hell of a typo. man. I don't. I don't know what it was. Akiyama.
0: I'm guessing the
1: twenty second. Yeah, probably. I'm guessing twenty (laughs) second. We're gonna call it twenty second. Keep going. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Akiyama, now 50, was instantly one of the best pro wrestlers in the world upon his debut in 1992. Similar to Kurt Angle, is someone who immediately became an in-ring wizard very early on in their career. He was a regular with All Japan until leaving with Mitsuharu Misawa when he had led in exodus to form Pro Wrestling Noah in 2000. Akiyama returned to AJPW in 2013 which had gone through several different owners and changes by then, and has remained one of the most important figures in the promotion since. Akiyama is heading to the United States and meeting with Triple H has been rumored since June of 2019, which has led to a lot of unconfirmed speculation that WWE and All Japan could be forging an alliance as WWE has been looking for ways to establish an NXT Japan brand in that country.
1: Yeah, I hope this isn't the start of that. Yeah, no, n-
0: never NXT Japan. Please, no. Let's n- let's get rid of NXT UK.
1: Let's just. I'm okay with that.
0: Pretend it never happened. And I mean, I guess they're they're picking up steam, is what I hear. But
1: they are. But it is killing the. I mean, from all accounts, it's killing the independence. Right. It's, in, it's American in wrestling European in Britain. Market. It's
0: not. It's not British wrestling anymore. Yeah. It's. yeah.
1: That being said, I think it's super amazing and so beneficial for the folks down in the Performance Center to have Akiyama come there and be a guest coach for a few weeks. To They'll be never able be allowed to use
0: any of the stuff he teaches them in the ring, but...
1: They will be able to in NXT, yeah. but not on the main roster, for sure. But yeah, I mean, there's... If I was them, I'd just sit back and I would sponge up everything that man has to say when mm. he when he uh, itches his ass, when he sneezes, when he runs his hand through his hair, I would take notes on every single thing and I would completely copy that because there's no greater human being that you could find living today to to learn from than Jun Akiyama. <clears throat> but if there was Pasty, it'd be Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> course w- <laughs> I, I josh but yes wwe announced today that uh radio personality peter rosenberg will actually return to the company as an analyst for its monthly pay-per-view kickoff shows beginning this sunday for elimination chamber in his new role rosenberg will serve as special correspondent for various wwe network shows and upcoming specials i guess i didn't realize he had left
0: no i didn't realize that either i i like him when he does stuff for wwe uh, my favorite though was that show he had with JBL on the network. Bring it to the table. Okay, yeah. Right before yep, yep. JBL got canned because <laughs> they brought too much to the table. <laughs> they brought a lot to that <laughs> table, buddy. Don't bring so much to the table. No, I like Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> um, I don't know if Sam Roberts is still fucking around with WWE or not. But if if we get more Peter and less Sam, I'm happy. I used to like Sam Roberts.
1: Yeah, he, uh I used to like him too and he became kind of a shill and then I don't know what kind of happened. Uh-huh. It seems then he grew that that you know, beard,
0: and then it was not acceptable
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that a lot of fo- you know what maybe I'm I'm the um uh what do you want to call him one of the, the um not elitists but anyways it's like yeah as soon as somebody gets a little too played out I'm not with him anymore. It's like Sam Roberts. I enjoyed him. But once he started working with WWE and he he did it for the guests
0: were just WWE stars and and...
1: and he did it for the right reasons. Like Mm -hmm. if you, if you own a brand, you are going to do what you can to make the most money for that brand. And I don't dog him for what he did. But it was like I'd listen to his show and he'd start, like, defending the stupidest yeah, WWE Yeah, I'm not stuff a WWE ever.
0: shill, but I'm going to shill all over yeah. this podcast. for But, them. oh,
1: my God, that time that they had the dog shit in the middle of the ring and then they put powdered sugar on it and had somebody eat it. Well, it's like the most amazing thing I ever watched. And I'm like, oh, well, shut up, you yeah. dumbass. Of course it's yeah. not. But, and that's the
0: thing. Like, I heard he's not really working with them anymore. And so I was like, maybe his podcast will be good again. But I, I if, haven't went back.
1: Yeah, if he's not, I wouldn't mind listening to it again. Because he does have he does have wrestling knowledge outside of WWE. Yeah. He really does. He's a fan, 100%. But I don't know. I don't know. Oh. He's uh he's not a he's not a good guy.
0: Welcome back Pete Rosenberg. I look forward to you hawking WWE Network specials in my face on a pre-show that I don't watch anyway. Most of the time. I'll watch WrestleMania's cuz that's the kind of guy I am. Why not sit for 10 hours? Ah. Bad boy Joey Janela has cut back his AEW schedule so he can return to Game Changer Wrestling on a full-time schedule. While on Wrestle Inc. Daily Podcast, he explained the decision to spend more time away from AEW. At first, AEW was telling me I couldn't do any dates. Uh, Suddenly, I start seeing people popping up at Northeast Wrestling and found out I could do indies. I'm back now, full-time on the indies. Uh, my work was really suffering from the lack of dates. I I had a s- certain flow, and apparently I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and once you go from wrestling four or five times a week to twice a month, your work is going to suffer no matter what. They didn't want me wrestling for other promotions, but they were letting everyone go to the indies, so there was nothing they could do, said Janela. The match I had... Last Saturday with GCW was a 35-minute match. I'm coming back for the work. I'm coming back to be the best wrestler I can to make my future the best it could be, the bad boy added. I don't think AEW wants anything to do with GCW, to be honest. I don't see why some talent can't work for some of the shows. We're just hitting strides now, and I'm more involved now with GCW than before. Joey Janela is good for AEW, but there's so many people trying to find a spot. It's probably best for him to pull back at this moment.
1: Yeah, honestly, I feel the same way. I think he's going to make more money and do more for the Joey Janela brand. Same with uh, who's the other hardcore
0: one that started off with AEW we don't see anymore. Um,
1: Havoc? Yeah, Uh, Jimmy
0: Havoc. There you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's more of an MLW. He was an MLW guy that they would use. Yeah. Yeah, and he does good in MLW. He's still putting on amazing shows. Yeah, Janela, you know, he does his uh, Joey Janela Spring Break with GCW, makes tons of money there, you know. It's one of the biggest pro wrestling events of the years. It's, um...
0: It sounds it to me, though, like he wants to work uh WWE schedule. Uh, No,
1: it doesn't. Holy buckets. He wants to wrestle well, four or five times a week. Yeah, if he can get yeah, I, I would agree with that. That he's he's willing to get to put the work in and pay, yeah. I think he would. He seems like that. He seems like or at least be work, you know, put on every show. Which of course when you have a two hour show you just you, you can't do that. That's yeah. not feasible.
0: Well even a three hour show has a hard time.
1: Yeah, not everybody's gonna get onto it, so it's it's uh it's good for him. It it's interesting to see the uh the other side, you know. AEW comes up and offers uh, alternative, but even AEW it just it isn't gonna be the golden land where everybody who's an indie darling can come to and just make money. It's like, well, yeah, some people are still gonna be used sparingly. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's like, you know, it, it it works better for me to work the indies and then, you know, make an appearance here or there. He he doesn't bury AEW at all in this interview, at least I nothing feel like- that I read. He
0: likes to drink a lot too, and probably has some stuff because of that, some extra baggage. And with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford in AEW, maybe he's better off to not be in that environment. You know what I mean?
1: I guess I've never read anything about his drinking, so I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, he got drunk and fought with Enzo at a concert.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> just, he, 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 he fought likes with Enzo. Drink yeah. and when you
0: drink like that, you live in your head a lot. At least I know I used to. Yeah. And and if Joey Janella's is anything like that, yeah, I wouldn't want to be you know Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. That's his ex girlfriend. It's probably best for him to step away, at least until he knows the wounds are healed.
1: I guess. I guess I they, didn't pick anything else. The last, from that, the last little yeah.
0: bit in AEW that was it was all him and 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 his ex and and shit. That that was the last little bit they were using him. Yeah, I like Joey Janela, and I hope he has a, a solid place on the AEW roster in the future. Oh, yeah, he's a great talent. Um, I he's thought Havoc was going to be announcing talent. himself as gone long before Janela. But
1: well, I mean, the I nice guess... thing about AEW is they do seem to, I guess, this is the first I've heard about AEW trying to hold people back from working on other promotions. But the nice thing about them is they do seem to let other people work other promotions when they're not using them. So I'm sure Havoc is just like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm working my MLW dates. I'm working over in Europe when I get to work it. And if AEW wants me, they'll call me up and I'll show up for a nice big money payday, you know, Yep. Yep. which is nice. That's great.
0: I think that you're going to see in the next five, 10 years, you're going to see a big swing to more free agents than contracted talent. And that's yeah. the way it should be. If you're going to be a, 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 a independent contractor, you might as well just be independent.
1: The one thing that did stick out to me, though, was that according to Janela, at least, they were telling him, nope, don't do any dates, you're ours. Um, I hadn't heard that before. I don't know where that comes from, but that's... Uh, well, I, I know a lot of the talent, like, like they're Vince not allowed McMahon to be type. on
0: TV in the United States. You know what I mean? And so I think that right? might be what he's talking about, is is that. But he can do indies because they're not televised.
1: right. His spring break, his spring break is televised that he does. Yeah. But, so maybe that's something they were trying to hold him from, and he just maybe it wasn't a battle they wanted to fight. It's not a big enough battle. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Joey Janela's spring break and game changer wrestling. That's not gonna take any viewers away from AEW. Yeah, you want to do that, go do it fine you know and this, it's not, it's not like this
0: isn't a thing we weren't going to see in aew anyway people are oh something to that's going to happen their in one year every contract company oh yeah.
1: for sure you're always and
0: honestly happen. it's more exciting like i'm excited to see who jumps ship from aew for wwe you know we've seen it the other way already
1: yeah and you know it's going to happen the other way yeah
0: it's just a matter of time yep and that that uh, to me it, it adds more to the to wrestling as a whole and i i like it i guess
1: Brings you back to the good old days with backstabbing and and poaching. And some boom, boom.
0: (laughs) And some boom, boom.
1: And some boom, boom.
0: That's your cue. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right, we'll do it. All right, Colt, <laughs> Colt Boom Boom Cabana made a surprise appearance during AEW Revolution pre-show where he helped make the save for SCU after their loss to the Dark Order. AEW President Tony Khan has confirmed Cabana signed with AEW and is working in many roles for the company, saying, Colt's working here. Colt does have a variety of things. He's already started as an announcer and, and now he's going to be working as a wrestler. He's debuted in a situation where you can kind of see, I could definitely see Colt working for us on a regular basis. He can chip in as commentator and he's also as a coach. He's a really valuable mind. He's signed here, but per my discretion, like a lot of people who are signed here, Colt can work other places. Joy Janela would disagree, but that's all right.
0: Uh, also Joey Janela was in at the beginning of the contracts. I don't, you know, they probably didn't know entirely what oh, they yeah. were doing or what direction they wanted to head. And now they're starting to see it. I don't think you're going to have a lot of complaints except for maybe some of those initial signees, All right. <clears throat> but we'll see. We will see. AEW followed that up when Jake the Snake Roberts debuted on this week's Dynamite and confronted Cody, revealing that he has a mystery client that plans on taking Cody's piece of the pie. And who will take out Arn Anderson as well? Roberts promised darkness is coming to AEW and said he's spent 20 years getting clean to earn this moment. Jake took to Twitter the next day and called that night one of the greatest moments of his life. He wrote... One, thanks to DDP. Two, thanks to AEW for opportunity. Three, thanks to Jake for not giving up on sobriety that was so hard. Wow. One of the greatest moments of my life. This is so fucking cool. It is God cool. damn, that's just so cool. He, It's great he feels good about himself. The promo itself wasn't the best thing I've seen it's Jake the snake and it was cool to see I'm I'm guessing Brody Lee which would be weird because Luke Harper's got that cage thing that just turned out to be a fucking mechanical spider I guess stupid but you know if, if Jake's gonna take somebody on I have to assume the snake's gonna get passed down wouldn't that be funny to have Brody Lee be the guy who has an animal in yeah. lieu of Luke Harper. Yeah he,
1: yeah, he doesn't even need an animal. Or
0: Eric Rowan. There you go. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I've I seen a, a GIF of that, and that's all I wanted to see. I was like, oh my God, that's a Toy Spider from Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what the and deal And it spits was?
0: blood in people's
1: faces, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even see that, but that, who cares? <laughs> I just, you know, I just think it's great. Jake's. Jake had such a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Just watch The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. That's about the best I can say. But he's had such a low in his life. One of the lowest of of so many humans, let alone wrestlers. For him to just be so happy just makes me happy. That's all Mm -hmm. I give a shit about. I don't give a shit that he's an old timer that's an AEW. I don't give a shit that he's. I don't give a shit about anything else anybody complains about. He's fucking happy. And he made me happy for so many years as a child. The fact that he's happy now makes me happy. That's all I care about. Fuck everybody else. Wrestling's about being happy. I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of hate on it. That's all I had to say. Was, I'm just fucking happy.
0: <laughs> I can't hate on it. It's it's cool. It uh is. It's good so, to see Jake doing good and do, being able to do what he loves all over again.
1: For sure, for sure, he's not going to be wrestling, but he's in the wrestling world, and that mm. really—you
0: don't think you, you know—that's all he's ever wanted. Him DDP? I think we could see that in AEW.
1: I hope not. I hope like hell not. <laughs> you know, folks forget like he was—he was raised in a wrestling family. His father was a wrestler. His sister was Rockin' Robin, she was a, a WWF Women's Champion. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. he's uh, his whole family's just rest his life was just wrestling. And uh, he let it consume him in a negative way. And that was his fault, 100% mm. his fault. It happened to he's many people. He fucked it up. But he's done so much to try to make it better that it makes me happy. Things I'm that just don't make proud me. to
0: say he's still alive and kicking yeah. in 2020. Too right. Just lay that down,
1: because I wouldn't have guessed it. Not 20 years ago, I would Honestly, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have guessed it. Mm-hmm. The things that don't make us happy, Pacey, is uh, knocking out the injury report, but we have to do it, and uh, we're going to start it out with uh, Terry Funk, the man that we're still surprised in. 20 years ago, I wouldn't have thought he'd still be alive. (laughs) Yet here we are. We got the Funkster. Terry Funk canceled his scheduled appearance for the big event in New York City this weekend. The 75-year-old Funkster is uh, unable to travel from Amarillo, Texas, to New York City for the convention as he continues to deal with a number of health issues. None of them are the coronavirus. Funk is still scheduled for the Icons of Wrestling Convention and Fan Fest on Saturday, April 11th in Philadelphia. But, if you have tickets for that, listen closely. PW Insider noted that this appearance should be considered iffy at best. We wish the best for the old Funkster. He's uh, he's not getting any younger. Middle-aged and crazy. He's not even middle-aged anymore. (laughs) man's old and crazy now
0: 75 that's kind of mid-age this this era close if you're lucky i guess guess. to me
1: mid-age would be middle and 75 would imply 150 years old we'll get there well well (laughs) we
0: won't but humanity will
1: yeah (laughs) yeah we won't
0: uh WWE announced Asuka is currently suffering from a sprained wrist which prompted them to pull her from Raw this week as she was not medically cleared to compete. There's no word yet on when Asuka suffered the injury. She was involved in the Women's Elimination Chamber contract signing last Monday, but hasn't wrestled on TV since losing to Becky Lynch on February 10th. The Kabuki Warriors did compete though at both WWE live events this past weekend. That said, Oscar's expected to be able to wrestle in Sunday's Elimination Chamber, according to F4W Online. I hope so. She, that, that match is
1: sort of hinging on
0: her talent, I think.
1: Right? It, it'll definitely be felt if she's not there. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Uh, speed recovery. Wish the best for her. Thursday morning, pasty. Paige's boyfriend, Ronnie Radke noted on Twitter that she underwent emergency surgery in Sacramento, California, to remove an ovarian cyst. Ouch. Page followed up later in the day, saying she's doing fine. Quote, just an update. I'm fine, you guys. No more pain and healthy AF. Ha <laughs> ha, just another small speed bump, and I'm used to it, unquote. So good for her. Hope she gets a... Uh, Speedy recovery. That's. I'm, I'm sure that's she's not used good.
0: to bumping speed with all those wellness violations. Mm-hmm. He, 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 hoo hoo ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> According to Pro Sports Extra, Scott Steiner collapsed backstage at an Impact Wrestling show and needed his heart to be shocked. That's shocking. Call in the shockmaster. <laughs> Where's
1: Frank Ott when you need him?
0: (laughs) But after what looked to be a fatal situation, the 57 year old is said to be in a stable condition and is expected to recover. According to reporter Brad Shepard, a source indicated Scott Steiner is now stable and expected to recover. That's what I just said. (laughs) From what was a legitimate life and death situation. I'm told he stopped breathing at one point and they had to shock his heart. Credit to a quick response on location by medical personnel. Wrestlers Tommy Dreamer and Scott D'Amaro accompanied Steiner to the hospital and confirmed that the veteran was recovering well.
1: Wow, well, that's good. That's scary as shit. Um, Thank God Big for Papa Tommy Pump, Dreamer. You know, Big Papa Pump isn't—he isn't old. Fifty-seven. Like, holy shit, that's not yeah. old at all. But man, between uh, what he's put his body through in the ring, and just to be honest, the steroids—we know, we he all know, through the we all know—we all know, Scott, the steroids—they add, they add to your heart. And um, yeah, we we hope the best for him. It's scary. It is scary. Scary. I
0: wonder if we're gonna see him in ring again.
1: Um. As a fan, I hope so. As me looking at him as a human, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, But I hope I hear more uh, promos from him. I can say that as both a fan and a human. I want to hear more promos, Scott. Start flapping him fucking lips. (laughs) And while you get ready for that, I'm going to talk about how Kenny Omega suffered a hand injury while he was wrestling in AEW Revolution fact, F4W Online reports that it is a broken pinky. That would explain why the AEW Tag Team Champion and Executive Vice President was not at the follow-up Dynamite episode, Pasty, The injury will not require surgery, but he does have to wear a cast. It was speculated that Omega will work with the cast, but so far there is no word yet on when he's going to return to TV and in-ring performance.
0: Of course he's going to work with the cast. You have to. It's just a pinky.
1: There's a cast of characters. He's got a whole bunch of them.
0: <laughs> He's going to be like Adam Rose now. <laughs>
1: <Right>. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Near the end of the main event of AEW Dynamite. Darby Allen went for a suicide dive on Jericho, as we had mentioned earlier in the night, when Jericho landed his Judas effect right on the side of Allen's head. A reminder, this was just four days after landing on his head during a botched suicide dive at Revolution. Well, it looks like that spot had sent Allen to the hospital after the show, as the Coffin Dropper wrote, tweeted... Still waiting to hear back when I can get into the ring after getting my skull smashed. He's Aww. excited to do it all over again next week, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah, this guy's gonna—he's gonna learn the uh, Rey Mysterio Mick Foley lesson, where it's yeah. like, "It's fun now, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you hit thirty and you can't move. <laughs> I love him. I mean, he's awesome. Darby Allen yeah. is one of my my tops as far as like personalities and AEW and you need to I, get him get to the it. top
0: of the roster. If he's going to be pushing himself this hard though, cause yeah, he ain't going to be around I, forever.
1: Well, he's not going to get, I, I will be the first to say he's not going to get to the top of the roster without doing this kind of stuff, Yeah, but he needs to do that quickly. And once he gets there, he needs to pull a Mysterio. He needs to pull a Daniel Bryan. He needs to pull a Jericho where he doesn't do this stuff anymore, mm-hmm. where he changes. Where he pulls this out once every three, four months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Because it's not good. (laughs) I mean, it's great, but... It's great, yeah. We love it. We love it, but we're watching it. (laughs) We're not him. I think he loves it, too. He's a sick bastard. But he just doesn't realize. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, before we get into Elimination Chamber Predictions, Pasty, sadly, we do have one death in the wrestling family and anytime, of course, a pro wrestler dies, it hits all of us pretty hard. You know, sometimes it's folks you never heard of and of course, I've talked to a few people about this guy and I've found two people who knew his name and some that didn't but you know what, you're going to know some of the people he's connected to and sadly, basically, we have to say R.I.P., To rip. Yes, that's crippler Rip Oliver. Best known for his success in Pacific Northwest wrestling in the 70s, he's passed away due to stage and heart failure. And as far as my mind went through, stage and heart failure meant that your heart ended at this stage. I don't know. Doesn't it fucking seem self explanatory? (laughs) Made it to the final boss. Oliver set a record, though, for those of you who might not know his name. Oliver set a record for holding the NWA Pacific Northwest Heavyweight Championship more than anyone. Oliver also had many titles in tag team competition, holding the Pacific Northwest Tag Team Championship and NWA Canadian Tag Team Championship a combined 18 times. During his many championship reigns, Oliver defeated notable opponents such as Brian Adams, Kurt Hennig, Larry the Axe Hennig, Rocky Johnson, father of The Rock, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Steven Regal, Buddy Rose, Stan Stasiak, and Chief J. Strongbow. After wrestling for Pacific Northwest, Rip worked for the WWF, World Wrestling Federation, as a jobber, most notably appearing on Saturday night's main event, going by the moniker Super Ninja, challenging the Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental Championship. Spoiler alert, he did not win it.
0: (laughs) No, Super Ninja didn't
1: take it, huh? Uh. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna.
0: It's such a shame when WWE can take such a accredited wrestler and make them nothing.
1: Well, honestly, yes, but at the same time, you can look at it as at that time, back in the 80s, he probably was making more money jobbing to these jerk-offs yeah. than he was working, you know, 5 days for these, you know, he made more money working 1 day for a Saturday night taping. That would last three weeks than he did work in five days for the other guys. You would assume. I don't know, but. But yes, also, it's like, you know, was he good enough? Maybe. Nonetheless, uh, we acknowledge your passing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we acknowledge yeah. your passing. Rip, rip. Rip, rip. I'll take a rip for rip.
1: Ripping the ribbon
0: uh fat mac we got about 10 minutes left on the actual time of the show we can go over but i don't think we're gonna need to i don't think it's time to to cast our predictions for wwe elimination lamber
1: exactly
0: yeah it's coming up tomorrow and i there's been no build and i don't care a lot yeah tag team match
1: I seen a uh, article. I didn't click on the headline, but some about how this is like the least built elimination chamber of all time. And elimination yeah. chambers have to tended have to, to be a little flimsy chamber. to begin with, but yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I think there's two matches on those three matches. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I don't know. So let's uh, let's get to picking. Pick it. We're coming up, starting off with the United States Championship. Andrade's back, and he's defending his gold against Humberto Carrillo. Who's going to take it? I think
1: Andrade. Well, I'm of two minds. He's failed a, a wellness policy and he's fucking Charlotte Flair. Exactly. So it's like, yep. oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I'm going to say not only has he had it long enough, and not only does Umberto uh, deserve a push, but with his wellness violation and maybe not being trustworthy, I'm just going to pick Umberto for those reasons. He had one extra plus to the minuses. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have a
0: match I am I'm, I'm actually looking forward to because Oh my
1: gosh, I'm not
0: <laughs> I did well I saw some build to this. I actually this was back when I was watching or watching okay. clips anyways. Um Sammy Zayn has has wrangled his way. Braun said at the contract signing that he could take on three of them at the same time. Sammy's like, Oh yeah, you wanna prove that? We can make an amendment to this contract right now, and he did. And and so I I just have this feeling. That Sammy Zayn is somehow because this this match is already like poof, it's made up in a wrestler's mind. It doesn't matter. I think right. somehow Sammy Zayn is gonna be the man because you only one. I mean, they could freebird it and that would be fun. I was just
1: gonna say that the the thing is, it's like how do they play it if if the other side wins? It's like do all three of them have it? Do all three of them now have to face each other in a triple threat match? Does the person who makes the pin do it? Like did. I'm assuming it's, it's WWE. They didn't set the rules, correct? Uh-huh.
0: Right. Yeah. It was. It was just that was the contract yeah. signing. That's the end of it. Okay. Um, I'll let you cast your prediction because you're. you're right, I'm first. just gonna.
1: I'm gonna go Braun Strowman. I don't. I don't know why you would have a one-on-three. First of all, having a one-on-three, I think, degrades the Intercontinental Championship as it is. But if you do. The one has to win it; otherwise, it really degrades the Intercontinental Championship. That, that's how I'm looking at the title. Can Braun
0: Strowman really sink lower? Is, is kind of the way I look at it.
1: No, but the, but the championship is still held at fairly prestige. That's what I'm looking at is the championship itself.
0: Hmm. Well, after they signed the promo, they got into a bit of an altercation. All of the men beat the shit out of Strowman and put him through the table, as sure. is with any contract signing, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but they have to. It's obligatory.
0: Seeing Sammy Zayn do his uh, haluva kick for the first time in such a long time, it is so good. And I just, I have this feeling he put together this team so he could. Wrangle it in. He is the mastermind of this team. He hasn't been wrestling. He hasn't been putting his body on the line. He set up this match. I feel like he's going to somehow fuck over the other two guys, claim the championship for himself, and we have a triple threat at WrestleMania, the likes of which you have never seen. Well, I could see that. And it would be so good because he would be the apex, like, heel at this point for fucking over his boys. Right. Braun Strowman, I mean... That They they changed the IC championship. They made it tiny. So for Braun to have it, it just looks like he's wearing a normal <laughs> belt. <laughs> and, right. And he it's doesn't need cool. to have it. He does not need to have it. Sami Zayn, uh, and I am. I'm going out on a limb. I'm not saying their team wins it in Freebird rules. I'm going to go with my, my hopes for WrestleMania because Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Nakamura at WrestleMania, that is an NXT wet dream main event. You know what I mean? Well,
1: for, for the... Uh... For the for this pick of a pay per view, we're gonna pick you as you pick the other side. You pick Cesaro, okay. Sami and Shinsuke. Okay. You get all three of them. You get that side. I'm picking Braun Strowman. <laughs> I think that works. Then we got the Raw Tag Team Championship, The Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and not Buddy Murphy.
0: Yeah, he's not your buddy guy.
1: He's um, not your Murphy, Seth.
0: So last time, the Street Profits didn't win this match, but they're doing it again, so this time they kind of have to, right?
1: I think they have to. Street, they're so good,
0: dude. I can't I can't ever say they're not good. They're amazing talent in the ring. They're great on the microphone. They're fun to watch. Their entrance is amazing. Their, their theme is great. They're going to have a big WrestleMania
1: moment, and they're going to... They're what the crime time, time should have been.
0: Yeah. No, this is... I feel like any any of those teams that you would you would ne- regulate towards the crime time shit this is they're like new day on steroids there's only two of them and they're like twice as fun right but new day you know they also have played their shit out for the last what eight years almost now oh uh, almost a decade <laughs> almost a decade <laughs> it's been great but they're going to be the next ones Then we have what I'm assuming both of us think is going to be the match of the night, potentially. At least I do. The Elimination Chamber SmackDown Tag Team Championships match.
1: I disagree that that's going to be the match of the night, but we do have this match. Yes.
0: Miz and Morrison are defending their titles against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, and... Oh, the New Day and the Usos. And New Day Usos are going to make this match so good. Um, You could definitely pick your filler teams and your staple teams. There's three of each. You know what I mean? <laughs> Miz Morrison, New Day Usos oh, are your spotlight. Oh, obviously. New
1: Day, Usos, Miz Morrison. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And then you got the teams that, you know. They're going to add to the match. They're there to make
0: spots. Yes. Yeah.
1: There's spots. Mm-hmm. 100 percent and i and i think uh, of course lucha house party i'm hoping great things from them now again i'm probably not watching this so i'll just have to wait and see but i'm hoping great things from them
0: i'm gonna watch it i probably will have it on in the background and not really pay that much attention except for what i want to see but <laughs> I'll, I'll have it on um that's what the wwe network's for folks <laughs>
1: Uh, I think it's for I think it's for things you enjoy watching to be honest but oh that's my god just have me. you have
0: you watched any of the uh the the
1: um Ruthless Aggression documentary series they've been doing they're like four episodes deep I actually just started the first one I put it on in the background while I was doing stuff I am in the middle of um Broken Skull with Big Show though hmm.
0: I and didn't that one's watch good. that
1: one is it good So far I'm about halfway through he, he put Kane
0: on, and that's when him. I kind of stopped watching. I'm like, okay.
1: Oh, the first two were bad.
0: I liked the Undertaker one; it was interesting. I didn't. I've just been waiting to see that side of him for a while, and it yeah. wasn't as great as it should have been. But it is what no, it is. No,
1: it wasn't. I, I thought they were both bad, and this one, this one, this honestly, sadly, is the best oh. one. Even though out of the characters, <laughs> Big Show's my least favorite out of them. Yeah, but he has like he talks about personal real. I don't know. So far, it's been decent, but it's halfway through. I don't think I'm a big Broken Skull Challenge fan.
0: All right. My nephew is waking up, so let's get ripping. All right, let's knock it
1: out. Okay, I got uh, Miz and Morrison for this one, Pasty. I'm going with the Usos. I see a Usos,
0: New Day, WrestleMania in the future. Um, Just a thought.
1: Sounds good. Now, for the next match, this is the match that I am most looking forward to, Pasty, and And that is the No versus Aleister Black. Or not versus, but Alistair <laughs> Black versus... It's no DQ versus Alistair Black! What's gonna happen?! Uh, versus AJ Styles. Uh, I'm What'd gonna go get? with Alistair Black. I got the old Alistair Black as well. I think he should win this one. I think it's a good one. And I think uh, AJ should make Alistair look like a goddamn star in this one.
0: Honestly? If they're, they're building <laughs> Styles Undertaker for Mania. Undertaker's involved in this match.
1: Uh, it's well, no dq like
0: that. it's no dq you might not like it but this is wwe buddy
1: i know i know i'm not saying <laughs> yeah and it might even be best for business uh-huh. and
0: yeah, then Undertaker take I mean, girl also tip his hat to black uh, in this match too i think a little
1: bit. uh raw women's number one contender elimination chamber championship something match with stuff and words yeah a lot Oscar of words in this one. A lot Lynn of words.
0: Morgan versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan versus Shayna Baszler. A lot of words. There's only one obvious winner.
1: Yeah, if it is not been changing it in the news,
0: like Vince is already not behind her, which is yeah. funny because they're lying when they <laughs> say that. Uh, she did that vampire angle though. I was not happy about.
1: Yeah, I seen it. I seen something about her biting the neck and stuff, which was weird, but
0: yeah. That was and, where I saw the fake blood.
1: Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <sighs> that was fake blood, yes.
0: It was very pink.
1: Um, And every, although everything I've uh, seen and read, and of course Vince has been known to change his mind, up until the last moment, says that this is going to be the main event. So that's kind of cool. They put the the women's match main event. Of course, the other one's a tag team championship. You know, it's it probably shouldn't he's, be he's, main he's, event. He's
0: always willing to let women main event the shows they kind of just throw together with no purpose.
1: Right. I, well, WrestleMania. Well, yeah,
0: but I mean, um, God, what was the but last the one that them? Lynch yeah. main evented, and that was right before Saudi Arabia or something? Like yeah, that?
1: The, yeah, I, I hear you. They're the secondary <laughs> ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I both agree, though. It has to be Shayna, right?
0: It has to be. They also just bought, brought Ruby Riot back, and and part of me wants to say that she could do it, but that wouldn't I would make love sense for, for her Mania. To do it. It wouldn't make sense for Mania. You get, if you're going to pull the trigger, wait till after. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Baszler.
1: All right, tiebreaker pasty. Will Roman Reigns have a match on the main card? He's not on anything here right now, and he is the big dog. He'll probably cut a promo. I don't think he'll have a match. He, so he's already set no? to
0: face Goldberg. Like, you don't need anything.
1: Oh, you need to build him up. You would hope you need to build him up. That's just me. <laughs> have him face corbin again i don't know yeah they probably would (laughs) i'm gonna go okay if you're going no i'm going yes all right all right we got it pasty we got it
0: fat mac all right that is it folks that's our show for this week thank you for tuning in and supporting and always
1: listening to us as we talk. we love it busy week it was a fast week it was an awkward week Hope y'all are enjoying the uh, the turn to spring. Spring is finally upon us. Oh, yes. And we hope y'all enjoy it. Stay safe. Make sure to wash your hands. Make sure to cover your coughs. And this isn't just for coronavirus. This is just normal day-to-day stuff. Continue to do this even after coronavirus is considered a myth. Yes. We Be love you all. Be <laughs> yeah. uh, a decent
0: human. Yeah.
1: That's as far as it goes. <laughs> we love y'all. Thank you for listening.
0: Yes. Uh, goodbye.